What are cryptocurrencies? Hey, hey, hey. What are NFTs? A non-fungible token. Time to buy Bitcoin. Bitcoin just seems like a scam. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Bitcoin! Hello everyone and welcome back to On The Ledger. This is your host Mol Sayed, back once again on your weekly rendezvous from Paris. Today is a special day and I'm personally very excited to be hosting this episode because today we're talking with MetaMask. As most of you know, MetaMask is the most popular gateway to the world of Web3. It's a software wallet that enables you to self-custody your assets and secure your private keys online. As an increasing number of people are adopting crypto, there has also been an increase of user experience frictions and security issues like crypto hacks and scams. Some of you use ledgers with MetaMask, and if you don't, please do. You'll sleep better at night. But unfortunately, lately, our experience hasn't been great. Definitely not at the level that you people deserve. The good news is that our teams have been talking to each other for a while now, and it's clear that our values and visions are also very much aligned. Ledger and MetaMask both want to provide the safest and most accessible solutions to enable you to self-custody your crypto assets and navigate the realms of Web3. And this is exactly what we'll be talking about today, the MetaMask and Ledger Fix and Future Partnership. To do so, I'm glad to welcome Jacob Cantali, Lead of Operations at MetaMask. Jacob, glad to be speaking with you once again. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. And as I said, super excited to be talking to you today. We'll be joined by no other than Charles Hamill, VP Product at Ledger. Charles, great to have you once again on the show. How have you been? Excellent. Thanks for having me again. Uh, as I said, very happy and excited to be kicking this one off with you. So without any further ado, on the Ledger, Season 2, Episode 7, MetaMask, Ledger, and the future of Web3 accessibility. Here we go. So let's start with our not-so-stupid questions. Um, Jacob. How do MetaMask and Ledger work together, like with regards to the to your vision uh, on on software and hardware? But uh, for those uninitiated as well, to be able to understand the, the intri- intricacies of of both use cases. Yeah, so it, it's a pretty exciting uh, partnership that we've just announced together. We're working together on bringing deep Ledger uh, support across uh, both our browser extension and our mobile app. And you can look forward to um, you can look forward to Harbor Wallet support on MetaMask Mobile. Historically, it's been hard both because browser companies have a tendency to deprecate APIs or or break um, existing integrations, and uh, that that definitely happened over the last year. Um, and so we've we've partnered together, and by our teams working together, we can understand different pieces of the tech stack that maybe weren't as uh, as easy for for a software team or a hardware team to understand by themselves. And so together, we're we've launched this new integration for Ledger that is uh, the the best integration we've had, and is going to be a lot more stable and delightful to use for uh, for MetaMask and Ledger users. Okay, that's great. And if I can like kind of drill uh, down on that with another question uh, to you, Charles. Um, it seems as though the safest solution to benefit from MetaMask's unique accessibility is to safeguard your keys uh, using a ledger. Um, but it's fair to say that the experience wasn't great lately. Um, why is that? So as Jacob pointed out, um, the basically the, the protocols and the the, the standard in which MetaMask and, and the Ledger device talk to each other was um, was deprecated at the browser, which means that uh, it became very difficult to for those two to talk to each other, and we had to you know 
use workarounds that made the, the whole user experience much more difficult for users. Um, so, so that's the reason why I would say the, the overall integration was very much affected in, in these past few months and why you know we we came together and, and realized that our common users are really um, are really feeling this this pain and and we need to to solve this and what came out of it was this yeah this agreement that together we will also you know improve on this um, this integration in the future to make it even better than it is today that's great news for everyone that's listening mm -hmm. to us so as um people are listening to this podcast now i think um they'd be aware that ledger and metamask work together on a fix uh, to um, make sure that the experience is at the level uh, that you guys deserve so jacob and, and charles could you walk us through this collaboration and maybe outline what it means to both of our users the ledger users and the metamask users as well yeah so for quite a while in chrome or any Chromium-based browser, it hasn't been possible to have a direct link between MetaMask and the ledger. Uh, we we lost that API that, um, you know, there, there was a, an API called U2F and uh, Google and then other related browsers like, like Brave um, all deprecated that particular API. So, um, the ledger was no longer able to communicate with uh, with MetaMask through those old methods, and as a result, you know we we tried to work through uh, bridging to the to the Ledger Live desktop app. It had some user experience challenges, and so we've we've developed a new integration um, that uses other native APIs um, and, and allows direct communication between MetaMask and the hardware wallet um, natively, um, that experience will be on par or probably slightly better than what Ledger users were used to before. Uh, it's gonna be more stable. Uh, both of our teams are gonna be working on, on either side to support and develop that integration. Um, the, uh, you know, the, the, Hardware wallet support itself is going to be a critical and and first class um, part of part of our user experience, and so we'll we'll increasingly make sure that as protocol upgrades happen and hardware wallets need specific upgrades and uh, the, these integrations will get maintained and uh, we'll work together on both sides. There's a lot of aspects of this support that that are that require a hardware focused team or that require a software focused team and to create a really great integration it requires both of our teams to be deeply committed and to be working really tightly with each other and so this this new collaboration is going to help us think um, about the integration in ways that wouldn't be possible for for just one side to maintain the integration or the other that's i think it's it's a great example of um you know, two two companies coming together and contributing to to an open source code base at, at the frontier of the new web, right? So what we have now will be, as Jacob said, a bit better and more reliable than, than what was the case before. But also in the future, we want to make sure that it's also possible to um, to connect the ledger, you know, without having to create a software wallet so that users don't have two, two seeds to, um, to take care of and... Uh, 
makes the whole process a bit more easier. Yeah, that's great news. So basically now you won't and, need the Ledger Live Bridge anymore, is that correct? That's correct. So the Ledger Live Bridge was um, was a workaround um, when this deprecation happened uh, on the browser side. So now it won't be necessary, which means there's less um, less steps required to um, to use Web3. If I could and, add uh, one, one thing about the user experience and how it looks in the UI. So if you have accounts that were previously connected through the Ledger Live Bridge, those will still be connected through the Ledger Live Bridge. Um, you can remove those accounts <clears throat> from your wallet and reconnect to the Ledger. Um, so when you connect the Ledger, you, you'll be able, the default option is going to be the new integration. And so the newly connected accounts will be the ones that have this, this great integration that I would say that the overwhelming majority of Ledger users would, would prefer. That's great to know. Um, so I'd like to move on to another question. Uh, MetaMask is the main entry point to the world of crypto. Um, and with the fascinating year we've all had, uh, you've basically grown from having 500,000 monthly users in 2020 to 10 million, if I'm not mistaken, in 2021. First of all, congratulations. Uh, it's great to see the space being adopted at such a rapid pace. But unfortunately, as we all can imagine, this comes with an increasing amount of hacks, scams, and user experience frictions. So my question is, how are you dealing with all of that at once? So we, we've actually grown quite a bit uh, since that announcement. Uh, that was about three months ago. Uh, we'll have another uh, pretty exciting announcement uh, to make on uh, user numbers pretty soon. The the phishing wave is pretty much unprecedented. Um, we're seeing like bots on every post that people make in Twitter and uh, social networks like Telegram refusing to take down fake uh, support channels. So. Uh, we've we've actually hired and contracted an external company called Fishfort, and they are full time working on the takedown of this, and are are working in a what's called a, a kill chain security model. So they map the entirety of each uh, each type of a phishing attack, or whether it's malware, or whether it's um, uh, wh whether it's uh, some form of, of fake chat room or uh, each type of scam, uh, 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 rotten seed phrase scams uh, are, are another one where uh, the, the attacker is having the user onboard through a compromised seed phrase and they think they're onboarding through MetaMask, but they're onboarding through something else and then end up in MetaMask with a seed phrase that's owned by the attacker. So those um, each, each of those types of scams we're deploying campaigns against, uh, many of which happen outside of the software. And then within the software itself, uh, we we have a new uh, product that's that's been rolling out in MetaMask called LavaMote uh, that does a form of secure sandboxing for every JavaScript dependency. So we're ensuring that there can't be supply chain attacks on MetaMask. And then within the user experience, we're making it easier and easier for people to use hardware wallets, for people to get their keys off of their device, uh, for people to, uh, you know, to, to harden their security in every possible way. Uh, and we have a number of initiatives around this, and, and they'll continue to harden over time. Yeah, that's great to hear. And I think like education is going to be a big part of this as well. And we're happy yes. to be collabor collaborating with you with that. Um, so 
you know, Charles, you've spent a big chunk of your career at Opera Browsers, and uh, we've been we've been talking about browser at the beginning of the conversation. And it seems like browser companies wield uh, great power over um, uh, you know the different uh, uh, APIs that are available to the users and developers, which kind of hinders the Web 3s accessibility in general. Is there a way to liberate the space from this dependency? Yeah, browsers are have become this essential app. Basically, browsers are basically the meta app in which you know you access everything, especially on desktop. Right? I don't know about you, but um, you know having a four windows with hundred tabs each is is not a, uncommon. Um, so they've become this this all encompassing app um, that runs everything. And that shows you the, the power of the web platform and what it has become. And a few years ago, um, you know, we had a few, maybe 10 years ago, we had you know, quite wide you know, browser diversity, um, a bit like operating systems back then. It's like we, Opera had its own uh, engine, um, you know, Apple had its, Google had its, um, and Mozilla. And web standardization was, was a big effort because all of them had different ways to interpret these, um, this HTML and JavaScript, which made writing applications for the web a bit complex for as a developer, because then you had to think about all these, these versions and, and uh, different browsing engines. So, and the world converged to a, a few browser engines. Uh, Opera uh, dropped its uh, Presto engine uh, many years ago. Now you see even Microsoft decided to move its Edge browser to uh, to Chromium, which is the underlying browser engines to, to Chrome. So even Microsoft, you know, is is kind of dropping the ball on on having its own browser engine, and that means that we are left with a very uh, not necessarily centralized, but very concentrated, um, very critical piece of of software, which is this browser engine. Um, Advantage to that is that now it's easier to write for the web platform because you have you have less kind of edge cases to think about. Um, but that means great power, as you mentioned, to to who controls that that browser engine. Um, so, lo long story short, uh, it means that you know there is um, there is incredible power there, just as there is power at the OS level. Right now we we have iOS, we have Android. Uh, we have macOS, and these things are merging to be fewer and fewer. Um, so it, it is a very hard thing to not, not fight back, but at least you know try to prevent. But every company that is serious about the web you know, has at least a team of of developers that is able to to customize this uh, this browser engine. So there is always that uh, that avenue that's possible. Yeah, that's good to know, Jacob. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, I think. I think for our ecosystem generally, there is a challenge of, of platform risk, and it's imp increasingly important for us to find ways to avoid that platform risk and really to, to argue for um, open standards and to promote um, interoperability between applications in our ecosystem. And those kinds of topics and, and moving uh, software to a, to a more permissionless uh, extensible and decentralized place is, is the core of MetaMask's mission. We want a future where people's desire to use secure, extensible software is not limited by uh, by by large tech giants uh, who have their own advertising-based models and who are not so sympathetic to Web3. You know, I, I don't have anything specific to, to point to, but I do think that like 
this general direction is going to be increasingly important for our whole ecosystem to 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 push for for better uh, standards for the things our ecosystem needs. Just the, I think platform risk is really a, a key word here, and that's why I'm personally not bullish at all on native mobile apps that talk to Web three because the platform risk is even greater. Whereas at least on on the web, there will always be be a way to to access this this web interface from from various kinds of browsers and, and operating systems. So I think whatever the case is, the platform risk will be less on the web than it is on, on mobile. And to Jacob's earlier point about, uh, um, you know, having our ecosystem fight this kind of model, um, what can users expect in the future with this new period of mutual collaboration between MetaMask and Ledger? Any sneak peeks? Yeah, so on the MetaMask side, uh, we are working as I mentioned before, making hardware wallets really a first-class part of the MetaMask experience. So making it possible, uh, well, first, having great hardware wallet integrations is is the first point. Um, the second point is making it possible for people to onboard using hardware wallets um, is, is an important part of our, our roadmap. Uh, and then bringing hardware wallets to MetaMask Mobile is the third and, and obvious one. Um, we are especially seeing, you know, the growth of MetaMask in more diverse markets, um, more diverse use cases, and having uh, hardware wallet support across the stack uh, is is absolutely critical. And what about the Ledger side, uh, Charles? So on the Ledger side, we're working hard to also make sure our devices are the way you can bring your your keys to Web three wherever it is. Right, so MetaMask uh, is is one great example, um, and making sure that connectivity works well on our Ledger Live application, we are investing a lot in supporting more assets and more app ecosystems that are being built right now. So, for example, Porkeldot, Cosmos, um, Solana, all the big chains that that are emerging today, we um, we want to support that, and we're also really making. DAP interactions um, native to the hardware, which means that you can see clearly what you're signing on the device when you're ec- interacting with these new applications. Because that's one of the, I would say, less understood risk in in, in all of this, um, is that one, once you start interacting with these smart contracts, um, they have great power over what they can do with, um, with your assets. So it's important that the user sees uh, clearly, what is it exactly they're signing? So we're spending a lot of time to make sure this this works well, and this works well for uh, all the top DeFi and NFT applications out there. Yeah, makes makes absolute sense. Question to to Jacob, but also to Charles. Actually, um, how do we do we go from you know ten million monthly active users, which is the you know latest number that we have, uh, to to a hundred million? Um, where do you, where do you, do you see both um, both of you actually where do where do you kind of see MetaMask and Ledger five years uh, from now? So one of the things that's been really important is the diversity of use cases of the ecosystem. When when I first joined the MetaMask team, there was a, a huge push around DAOs, and DAOs had grown as a a new use case that worked well um, with the existing level of where the protocols were at. Uh, and those DAOs onboarded a lot of people into MetaMask. They <clears throat> were then, uh, you know, there, was, there was a big 
uh, peak of gaming, like, you know, early 2020 as well. Um, and then there was DeFi summer and then art NFTs and then another DeFi wave. The growth that we see is going to be increasingly diverse in terms of its use cases, in terms of its uh, the, the backgrounds of the people who partake in these use cases. And uh, they'll, they'll be more international. There'll be different types of people. We as an ecosystem have a really important responsibility to make our software as both as accessible and as secure as possible. And when I look at the products that we've built today, I, I believe that our ecosystem has been able to grow so much because of the value that's in the protocols and the value that's, that's in this decentralized web that people really deeply want to be a part of. But I don't believe that we yet have the user experiences that will enable a billion people. And fixing that and getting to a delightful user experience with really hardened security is the, the most important mission that I think we can have. We, we, we say that MetaMask's mission is to democratize access to the decentralized web, so to make it accessible to everyone and then to, to build a new uh, financial system and, and internet based on that. So, uh, you know, we, we are working hard on that mission. Yeah, that's a great mission. What about you, Charles? Well, just as Jacob said, like it's it's going to come from having this this wide range of use cases. I think the concept of a of a crypto wallet or a digital wallet right, will become so ubiquitous because you're going to be using this for for login. You're going to be using it for for identity, for proving ownership of certain assets. Um, physical people who make physical goods will also use this to sort of have digital twins of these physical goods that you can hold in your wallet. You have the whole gaming segment. You have the social networking segment, which you see with the Discord hinting at and adding um, uh, sort of web-free login capability and you know proof of ownership um, to their online communities. All of these use cases assembled together. That's how we'll, we'll reach this next, this next milestone of 100 million. Interesting. And speaking actually of Discord, since you brought it up, they actually backed down from that. I just read an article uh, about this, I think, yesterday. Jacob, mm-hmm. would you have any insights um, with um, with regards to that integration and, and why they, they backed down? I mean, I, I don't want to speculate about the Discord's internal conversations, but I, I do think that there's both some very widespread misconceptions about the ecological footprint of our ecosystem and some people who are very well-meaning who deeply believe those misconceptions. And there, you know, there's also people who, you know, they just come from web two, they've worked in ad tech for 10, 20 years and web three to them is nothing but a Ponzi. And it doesn't matter how much the environmental footprint of, of MetaMask improves or sorry, not MetaMask, sorry, of, uh, of, of blockchains that improve, they just they just hate it on principle. I in in terms of the environmental stuff, I mean, I, I can say that uh, the majority of activity, like of of transactions in MetaMask, happen on proof of stake chains, and not just like a narrow majority, like the overwhelming majority of of user activity and transactions already today happens on proof of stake chains. And the idea that NFTs are inherently some some planet destroyer is is also 
a misunderstanding of how energy consumption and proof of work chains happens. And it's also a misunderstanding of what's happening. I mean, Ethereum is very close to a, to the merge and a migration to a proof of stake um, environment. And then already the user activity is already in proof of stake chains anyways. Um, it is true that Bitcoin in particular is not interested in a migration to proof of stake. And, you know, in, in a future where the price of Bitcoin is millions of dollars, then the economic incentives could support uh, an environmentally uh, destructive version of Bitcoin. I, I personally believe that is a, a real thing, but the vast majority of what people are doing today, uh, and especially like the concern around NFTs is deeply unrelated to, to climate change and, and quickly the whole ecosystem is moving towards a more ecologically responsible place. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's great to hear those insights uh, from you and kind of understand as well the different kind of power games that are happening between the Web two models and, and and thinking and the and the Web three revolution that's kind of taking place at the moment. So uh, it's time to move on to our last segment of the show. Uh, this is a tip for crypto first grader. Um, Charles and Jacob, um, you've both been involved in crypto for a few years now. Um, if someone's listening to us uh, that is about to kick off their crypto journey or just kicked off their crypto journey, what would be your top three tips that you'd want them to follow? Well, I only have two. Um, the biggest risk for newcomers is clearly phishing um, because phishing makes it puts users in a position where they're, they're asked to reveal their um, their keys or their, their, their recovery phrase. Uh, and, and that's, that's the biggest risk. So a tip for, for newcomers is to understand the, the power that comes with, with having these keys and also be, uh, be very uh, vigilant as to um, people who are uh, trying to, to help and, and asking for specific information about your wallet. Um, that, that's a big risk for newcomers. And then of course, uh, you know, having a hardware wallet is is a great way to get some peace of mind as to like whatever happens with my computer or my phone, my keys will stay uh, secure and, and offline. Um, so that's a great way to go. Yeah, I'd say for new people joining the ecosystem, I think it's really important that people focus on trying products and, and using them uh, rather than, you know, I think I think it's pretty common for people to enter the ecosystem by speculatively buying some asset, hoping that they'll get rich uh, without even understanding that asset. And uh, what, what I tell people is to, to go and try a decentralized exchange, go and try a game. Um, I like Decentraland. I think it's the best game to try when you're onboarding into the ecosystem because it's super interoperable with the whole NFT ecosystem. Like You can represent pretty much any NFT inside of it. You don't have to pay anything to, to onboard into it. It's not like there's some games where you end up paying over a thousand dollars to onboard into the game. It's it's not like that. You just join it, play it. Um, you'll meet other cool people in the ecosystem and get friends. And um, there's lots of events and parties. Uh, I went to a pride parade the other day. It was super cool. Um, the there's also just um, you know, generally a need to be a part of uh, communities and uh, 
join join Discord servers. Don't get don't get sucked into the fissures that are on them. But just develop long term relationships with people and try things and and build. And that's uh, you know a much more sustainable culture and way to enter the ecosystem than 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 speculation, in my opinion. Yeah, I think these are great advice. I mean, trying the products out and understanding the culture and talking to are definitely things that are going to be useful. Jacob, Charles, great chatting with you as always. Uh, thanks for stopping by. I'm very excited to see uh, how Ledger and MetaMask both work together in the future. And I think that most of our listeners are excited as well. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you. That's it. If you've enjoyed this and have further questions, both MetaMask and Ledger teams will be on Twitter Spaces soon. So drop by and join the conversation. This was On The Ledger from Paris with your host, Moul Said. Till next time, take care. Au revoir. This content is provided for informational purposes only and is the sole expression of our opinion and should not be relied upon as legal, business, investment or tax advice. Do your own research. Any loss or profit is your sole responsibility. Stay safe.